0: the ryan reese show from southern california this is the ryan reese show post your questions using at ryan reese on his instagram
1: twitter or facebook are you ready Ready. got back from our Boise, Idaho, Idaho tour, tour, tongue twister. Um, We did a a skate park tour. And basically, let me give you guys a little back in. I have some of my friends in in studio from the Whosoever's movement. uh, Today, they're gonna be telling their stories of what happened on this trip. But the whole concept behind this trip was, we're in quarantine, right? We're, We're stuck at home, we're in California, everything's shut down. Well, things started to kind of open up a little bit, but I guess as far as ministry goes, the church has been shut down because Gavin Newsom's kind of sh- been shutting everything down. And I was sitting at my house and I just said, you know what, I'm just tired of not going out and doing ministry because we're evangelists. We don't we're, we don't really do uh, church in church stuff much. It's more of like always in schools or skate parks or concerts or art shows, anywhere we could be out with the non-Christians. So. I just told my wife, I said, you know what, I think we just need to pack up and we need to go to Idaho and go do a uh, major skate park outreach. So I was at home. I was started Googling uh, skate parks and I noticed that uh, Boise, Idaho had 13 skate parks and I started looking at them and honing them down. There's about seven really good skate parks. So I said, you know, what? I got this idea. Let's just go up there and do the skate contest. So I called Benny, our photographer and filmer, and I said, hey, what do you think about going up? to uh, Idaho and filming a, a new whosoever film of us just doing outreach in the skate parks because everything's open and basically he said he was down so I then I called um, Jerris, and I said Jerris, what do you think about getting in the van and going up to Idaho and basically doing a skate contest to reach people because he's one of the skaters that's in the the whosoevers kill the noise movie that's on our our uh, that's on. It's called the whosoever's kill the noise. Great commission movie. It's on our website right now. And he says, yeah, dude, that sounds good too. So then I said, all right, God, if you really want us to go, then you need to provide cause it's going to cost money to, to produce the film, filmer, editing, mastering subtitles. Plus, you know, there's food, you know, we got Airbnbs, we, we cut costs this time, but, um, and then there's gas and you know, then you have to pay a hundred dollars best trick and then, there's other things that all come into play with all this stuff, products and everything. So I say, God, if you really want us to go, then you need to like give me a little sign, you know, like just um. So now I'm cruising up with my whole family. I pack up my whole family, all my kids, I have triplet daughters and a brand new well son, I guess 10 months old, that's pretty new for me. But we go up and it's like the Chevy Chase vacation. We're driving up all the way up with my kids going crazy in the back of their car. And we show up and basically what happens from that point is I just wake up every single day for two weeks and I go to every single skate park and I literally drop off flyers at all the parks where there's kids, no kids, put a posters up and um, I didn't get permits from the city because everything like right now, Idaho was open at that point, but with all the different things with COVID, no cities were doing any permits or anything. It was just kind of real iffy what was going on and Things could get shut down and reopen. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to do it punk rock style. I, it's not going to be like a big con- corporate contest. It's just going to be a best trick jam contest at the skate park. So I just started networking with all the local skate community. And um, after two weeks of, of dropping off all the flyers, um, I, did, I didn't I did tell you guys this, but I got an email from one of the cities, uh, Middleton, the one next to the um, the water park that my kids came to. And they, I got an email and it said, um, I'm contacting you guys about um, vandalism. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So Lucas in, at the headquarters here sent that to me. So I called him immediately and said, hey, what's going on? I'm calling you from the whosoever's about vandalism. And they said, oh, yeah, we don't allow um, stickers to be put up on our park. So like the, the posters that we had, we had like um, like a sticky uh, you know, stuff on the back that you just kind of put up against the walls. So I said, Hey, oh, and by the way, I said, listen, I'm just calling to, uh, to make it right. We'll do whatever we can do. They said, yeah, they said, no problem. They go just take off the posters that are stuck to the, to the, to the walls. And, uh, they said, and we have actually, uh, no problem with you guys doing the skate contest." At the park, but we just don't allow stickers. And I said, That's great. Thank you very much. And also, let me tell you something else. I go, We're actually a nonprofit movement that tours the world and we tour high schools and we deal with depression, suicide, anxiety. And they were just like, Dude, this is so great. We're so glad you guys are here. Just go for it. So, but you know what? Some fear kicked in at that point because I go, Oh no, what if all the cities start communicating and the whole thing gets shut down? And the enemy came in with fear. And I do want to address this because we're going to, we're talking about, ministry and about stepping out and I'm giving the your listening audience keys to doing ministry without having this huge production. All I did is I had an idea, which I believe God put that in there and that idea to do. Then the second thing is I said, "God, confirm." I waited on that's called waiting on God. And then God gave me that sign. The whole budget wasn't there. I didn't get this whole budget going. Okay, now you have X amount of money, go do it all. I just had like a little little bit of budget um, for the event. But then I called the team to see if they could all go. Everyone confirmed another sign that it's of God. And then uh, like Peter. I stepped out of the boat in faith and we went and stepping out of the boat is me printing flyers. I did all the back end work. I counted the cost. I got the name of the flyers. I came up with the date and time and place, showed up and then I started stepping out by faith and putting all the flyers out. See, because a lot of people think to do ministry they got to have hundreds of thousands of dollars, or thirty thousand dollars. They got to have the biggest band. They got to have the big best sound system on this trip at the skate parks. To be clear, we had no sound system. We I mean, didn't. It? We just showed up, right, with the best trick, with a hundred dollars and some products. So, with all that said, it was very basic, very lean, and it was just a big step of faith. And then we get hit up by the city, and then the enemy comes with fear. And they, I just remember hearing the enemy just like. Everything's getting shut down. Stop putting flyers at the stop putting flyers at the skate park. Stop putting posters up. Just just basically hide in your house and and just hope for the best. And that's what the enemy does. He likes to cripple us in with fear. And I just called. That's when I called them. Got it straight. God gave me favor. And then I continued putting flyers. Com- continued networking with the kids. And after two weeks, all the kids knew me from showing up there, and everyone was talking about it, and everyone was ready. And even there was another pokey shop that was there locally that, uh, you know, they were passing out flyers for us. So then, this is where I wanna have you guys come in um, with what happens next. So, what happens next is that's when the team, you guys basically left from LA, you guys all got in the whosoever van. Uh, Who was the squad? Let's start with you, Christina.
2: (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I get a text from Lucas and he was like, yo, can you drive the van? And I was like, yes so um i packed all the girl scouts in the van we had sam who's awesome we how old is she sam is 18 mm-hmm. just turned 18 mm-hmm. right out of high school super awesome she's been on staff with whosoever's has toured the schools and we had Daniel, who is one of the tour managers. We had Benny, and in the last minute, we had Hunter, who is like this like blonde-haired hippie kid who showed up with no shoes, and I'm just like, what the heck, dude, <laughs> you know? So we're like driving, and it was just fun. Honestly, the road trip was super fun because we we stopped at different places, we took pictures. Um, Had some interesting conversations with people on the way. (laughs) Um, We'll get into that. But, um, yeah, it was just fun. It was like a good, I think, time for us to connect as a team.
1: And you know what's funny is, uh, interesting enough, the reason why you were driving is because no one else was even old enough to drive the van and be insured. That's how young the squad is. Yeah. So that happened. And then the hippie boy, uh, Hunter, from – Hunter from, um, from Ohio, originally yeah. from Ohio, but I know he did some stuff with YWAM out in Australia. Yeah. Uh, I'll bring him on. I'm going to bring him on the show later on when I bring the the filmer and photographer, uh, filmer and videographer and editor in uh, later on in another episode when the movie drops. But uh, Benny called me and goes, "Hey, dude, we need a photographer because I'm filming on this trip." And I said, "Well, we're out of budget." And then three days later, he texts me and goes, "Hey, I need to talk to you. I got a I got a photographer." And I go, "I don't have budget." And he goes, "Oh no." He's going to come for free. So that's how that happened. So we ended up getting a bomb photographer. We got our filmer and the whole other squad. So then, with that said, when you guys started driving up the coast, um, did anything crazy uh, happen? Sam, get step up to the mic, scree- squeeze on in. Did anything happen? Or what was the drive like?
3: The drive was long. S- screwed
1: up next to the mic, sorry.
3: The drive was long. It was like hot. There's, like, so many of us, like, just scrunched together. There were hunters all making a bed in, like, the second row. Uh, <laughs> Christina and Benny are in the front, and then Daniel and me are in the back, and we're just all just chilling, taking stops, like, a lot of stops. A lot of stops. A lot of pee stops. Pee. um, <laughs> mm-hmm, <guy> pee. <laughs> and just, like, snacks, gas. Like, every hour was, like, a stop, and then we were watching uh, – watching we were looking at the lakes that we would like pass by and there's like spiders it was just a lot
1: a lot of crazy stuff it's a lot of stuff hey how many how many hours was that drive
2: uh so we left at like 5 a.m and we didn't arrive till like 1 a.m but it was fun because like even on the way like right as we were coming into boise like you know living in california like you have to go to the desert to see the stars
1: Mm mm-hmm
2: But we actually like pulled over and saw the stars. I don't know. if Daniel thought that was really cool. So
1: really quick, um, when you do road trips, I know you guys did the fun stuff, and I don't. I don't care what you do. You can can take you know two days to get up there if you want. Uh, But uh, it's funny because when you do stop, that's what I used to do with road trips. We'd stop all the time. Yeah. And also, next thing you know. Dude, you get there like fifteen hours, or no, actually, that's how long the normal trip takes. So it takes like twenty hours. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, so what, what, what was your perspective from? Uh, scoot over a little bit. Yeah, well, sorry. it
0: was like it was super long trip too, and we did take a lot of stops. But um, I think it was uh, it was cool because we did get to we stopped at a lot of gas stations as well, and there was this one because people would several times actually people would be like oh so what are you guys about like you guys a band or whatever yeah and like what are you guys doing And so i got to share with a few people like just random people and some dudes at the gas station like oh dude this is what we do this is what we're about to do and then they're just like super on board with it they're like dude that's awesome like this generation needs it people are just super on board with what we were doing going out to the skate parks and just what we would do in the schools already so it was just cool to get to let people know what we're all about and let them know like hey there's hope for this generation because we're going out there and just making it happen um that's, so that's that's because
1: we have a uh we have a van that's actually wrapped so when we show up and everyone jumps when everyone jumps out of the uh the van everyone's like is it a band?" i mean christina well actually this is a video but if you're watching on on the radio christina hair uh she was like uh, neon um, um, have, green, like, neon green in the front stripes, within like peak hair that goes to purple, um, and then uh, she has actually purple eyebrows today.
2: They're usually green. And they're they were really green, green. <laughs> before. And my
1: my daughters called her uh, the unicorn the whole trip. Yeah. So um, and then you know Sam has colored hair uh, today. It's like blue and gray. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, long story long story short. Well, there's uh,
0: actually one more thing that yeah, happened on jump, the way yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if Christina wants to jump in on this one. <clears throat>
2: So, okay. So I've driven through, I do a lot of road trips with my family and I always tell them like, dude, you have to go a certain mileage when you're going through like the really boondock areas. And we drove through a lot of what I would consider like Mm. ghost towns, you know, Mm -hmm. where I literally was like, dude, there's no one here. And if it says 70, I go 65. If it says 40, I go 35. Mm. Right. So we like drove up to this lake, which was like, like And we like took pictures. There was a lot of like campsites there, whatever. Took pictures. Twenty minutes later, we drive through this town. I go from sixty to like forty or forty, you know, or Mm -hmm. thirty-five or whatever. Driving out of this town, we see these cops behind us, and I'm thinking, like, dude, I don't want to get pulled over. Pull us over. (sighs) This cop comes and he's like, Oh, are you guys like a band? And I was like, Oh my goodness. And he was like and I was like, No. And so I just started telling him about the whosoevers and he was like, Oh, like You guys were going like 40 or something in a 35 mile per hour zone. But like literally the speeds changed so quick out Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. And I was like, dude. And so we just were telling him about what we do, you know, and all this stuff. And so he was like, hold on just a second. So he goes back to his car and then the police chief walks up. And he was like, what were you guys doing by the lake? And we were like, oh, like, you know, we're taking pictures and stuff. And he was like, are you guys a band? So we got a chance to tell him about the movement. And I was like, you know, we've actually been driving since 5 AM this morning and we're driving all the way to Boise to do the skate tour to really invest in the youth and to do a documentary about how what has happened over the last few months with coronavirus and Black Lives Matter and defunding the police and how it's really affected people. And I was like, for example, like our police at home right now and with everything that's happening are really getting disre- like they're getting so disrespected. And I was like, my grandfather on my dad's side is a ex-police chief. And our group here really is for what Trump is doing. And we believe that God is going to do something new in our nation. And it was just like it was just like God was just ministering to this police officer mm-hmm. as he's sitting there. Mm-hmm. And he was like. So wait, you guys respect police, and we were like, yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. And he literally looks at the whole van of like Sam with gray hair, Uh Benny sitting in the front with tattoos. Like I have crazy colored Uh hair. Uh We got Daniel with tattoos and stuff, and Hunter just came back from India, so he's like all hippied out, Uh you know. Yeah. And he was like, do you guys feel that way too? We're like, yeah. And he's like, you guys don't look like people who would. And I was like, yeah, dude, like we do, like we believe in the Lord. And he was like, man, I really believe in what you guys are doing. He goes back to the police car, tells the guy to not write us a ticket. No way. Comes back and is like, we believe in what you guys are doing. Like, you know, be blessed or whatever. And I was like. So (laughs) sick. And I literally was like, God, why did, because I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I got like a ticket on a one-way street in Newport a few years (laughs) ago, you know, Uh, because I surfed down there a lot. But I, I drove away and I was like, Lord, why did like why did we get pulled over and obviously the speed limit thing but i really felt like the lord was like because they needed to hear that yeah like these cops that are getting spit at like you have memes going around right now on facebook with antifa like slitting cops throats stupid and that's considered not sensitive content but what is considered sensitive content is like us giving the truth about covid and antifa and all that stuff right exactly so that was really cool.
1: That that's an amazing story. Um, I wish I had your guys's luck because I got a ticket on the way up, and it cost me a hundred dollars. <laughs> I was going forty miles over the speed limit, and he said, "I'll give it to you for five Still a hundred dollars. It went from like four hundred to a hundred, but that is a great story. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just don't have good luck with cops. I love them. I I I have tons of cop friends, but every time if I get pulled over, I'm getting a ticket. Yeah. You know, it stinks. But no, that is such an awesome story because that's that's the truth. We love uh, law and order, mm-hmm. and um, God is a, a a God of order. You know what yeah. I mean? We don't believe in um, c- crazy, you know, destructive uh, behavior yeah. to people or anyone. E- everyone everyone matters. Um, okay, well let's get into this story here more. Um, so we showed up uh, first day. Uh, my wife cooked pancakes and bacon, and I had her buy piles of bacon. And we ate piles of bacon, didn't did we not? Oh, yeah. um, you guys all came over, and this was a cool experience because I got to bring the whole team over to hang out with all my daughters and my son, and my wife. And we had a trampoline in the back, we had swings, and what what was that? Tell me a little bit about that experience for you guys coming over, hanging out. And you want to speak into that? That was a good like little bonding situation,
3: right, for everyone? Yeah, it was nice. It was like super chill. Um, I don't know, it was like super homey, like. Mm-hmm a home away from home so it's like really cool eating and oh my gosh i was so full after that and then even hanging out with your daughters they're like crazy so uh, they're like they're they want your attention <laughs> every second uh-huh. which is like cool too because they'll like jump on you and they're like and asher grabbed your like, oh nose yeah oh, asher. No.
1: he has a grip yeah no Death i was gripped.
3: oh he you was grabbed like, your nose ring yeah he was holding me and by the way the um, nose rings intercept them that's in the <laughs> no, not on yeah. that side um I was holding him and he just like locked his eyes on my nose. And I was like, what is he looking at? And then he just like reached and like held my, my nose. And I was like, Oh shoot. Like, I don't know how to get out of this. So, <laughs> um, Deanna or Deanna, Diana. Or Deanna. Yeah. She was like, Oh my gosh. And she's like taking his hand off my nose. And I was like, Oh, this is going to rip off. Cause it's like still raw from when I pierced it. So it was just like a whole mess, but it was nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was sorry. About, hey, Asher's crazy. Yeah. He has a death grip. So from there, from there, then what we did is we went to uh, the first skate park, which was Thule. And the first destination, it was packed. It was packed. Let's give a little bit of highlights um, on what, like from your guys' perspective, if you want to jump in, Daniel, you can jump in first. Um, From your perspective, what did the park look like? We got there. What did you see from these kids and their response? And just the 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 vibe I guess.
0: Yeah it was well we pull up and you can see the park already and there's just tons of people Mm. and in my own mind I was kind of thinking like well how many people are gonna show up because usually at a skate park it's not too many people but this was pushed for weeks in advance and just to see like the amount of people that showed up and it wasn't just kids it was the kids and their families Mm. and and their parents and everything and I can think back to like other times that we've done skate park contests like in other countries and stuff like that the amount of people that show up every time Mm -hmm. it was the same amount of people it was just a bunch of people it was packed everyone was coming they were all excited we didn't have music but I mean that didn't matter like a bunch of people showed up anyways and it was just everyone was just already getting down like throwing a bunch of tricks up and everything The the vibe was just there it was electric honestly and it was just going off and I can see how it's the same, like, you know, in other countries, too. It's the same here, too, Mm -hmm. about the skate parks. Like, Mm -hmm. people want to be there and be part of a contest and everything, and that's what happened. People showed up, Jairus got the contest started, and people were just going off, right? Everyone's just having a blast. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just connecting and everything. We're all, like, different-looking people or whatever, but Mm -hmm. everyone's just connecting because Mm -hmm. of the skate park culture. And so that's exactly what was going down with all this contest and everything, and then Obviously, you got into the message after, and that's a whole other story. But it was definitely, it was definitely going down with a bunch of people there. It was, it was hype, yeah. and people
1: were loving it. And it's funny because, you know, when you do best trick contest, like when we're in third world countries, or like, even, I guess Australia, because you went to Australia too. Were oh, you yeah. in Australia? You didn't go on that one. Yeah, I mean, they come out. Skate contests are amazing if you do them right. Best tricks, it gets crazy. All right, so then um i got it was cool because i got to give the the gospel message obviously after um all my daughters were with you guys sitting behind me on the potter potter what do you call pot what do you call that thing the ledge it's like the where the tree is i was sitting on the ledge and also my daughters like were like trying to get up by me so i'm like holding one daughter one's trying to climb up i'm giving the message but it was really cool because i just got to just i got very like um that first spot i got very i'm just transparent with them i just no games i was just like look guys i know there's depression I know there's anxiety this is where i was at in my life jesus christ saved me he forgave me of my sins and i just kind of broke it down very simply the gospel and then i was like if you want to receive jesus just stick your thumb up you know and probably like four kids stuck their thumb up and i'm like oh okay tough crowd here so i go all right well just repeat after me and just mean it say jesus and the whole place is like jesus i'm like i saw four hands go up now i'm hearing the whole place (laughs) Saying the sinner's prayer and then giving their life to Jesus. Yeah. It was epic. And that was just, I was so sparked because I was like, oh, okay, you know, um, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yee with a little faith, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, it went down and then uh, we went to the next park, to Eagle. So there was something special that happened at Eagle. Who wants to talk about the Eagle story? Because wait, we showed up to Eagle and there was, I, I remember pulling up and then I just saw the girls the girl squad of the Who Star They you guys are going out and you were just networking with all the girls that were sitting around. What was happening in that, in those moments?
3: There was, like, a lot of young girls. Um, they were pretty, like, I think one was in junior high, the other one was in high school, barely going to high school. So they are like, into, like, TikTok and, like, taking pictures and mm-hmm. just, like, the fun school vibe. I know Louisa was talking to them more often. I'm more. Uh, just because... That's almost like her age group, too. Yeah, that's right. And it was, like, really cool to, like, um, just see what they're into Mm -hmm. and everything. So Mm -hmm. it was cool. Um, I didn't get to talk to them as much. I did make a TikTok with them. They asked me to, so I was like, perfect. But um, I met Liv. Liv was at Eagle. Mm -hmm. So I remember running into Liv. What's her story? Liv got kicked out of her home. Um, she's 17 and then she does drugs with her boyfriend and they, she lives with her boyfriend. She too. lives with her boyfriend as well. Um, they both work at like Sonics or something. And she was just like running from police, like always getting in trouble. She's a skier. She videotapes all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, she's really into that. And we we're just talking about like her life. Cause I was telling her about the flyer and I was like, dude, you should come to more. She was like the only older, um, girl at the skate park all mm-hmm. of them were pretty little or like older boys that she was older yeah, yeah yeah she was older so we were just talking and she was like oh yeah like um i don't think i'm done doing like all these crazy things and all that stuff and i was like dude well definitely like you might hear what you need to hear today and she was like yeah and um i was like you need to come to the other ones and she's like yeah for sure and she's just super open like you could see such like a pure heart she was cool yeah. that she was mm-hmm. just like super chill and even like meeting her boyfriend later was just like super cool they were just cool people but yeah meeting liv was probably like now yeah. i totally,
1: i totally remember now her at the end because interesting enough when you guys he were prayed pa- for her. when you guys were all packing up this is actually a really good story how it ends up escalating with her so god used you just to kind of break the ground with her and share with her and then Jairus spoke at that that particular one remember and he he spoke about all these bad things that kept happening over and over in his life remember that mm-hmm. which is so interesting how that was kind of her story and then after I was going around just cruising around um uh picking up the trash the flyers and then I met her and she actually just came up to me and goes hey can you pray for my boyfriend so I had no idea that you guys were even talking to her will you pray for my boyfriend and she says that he was dealing you know he uses he wants to go back to using meth or whatever so I prayed for her, her boyfriend, and then I said, well, have you received Jesus Christ? Do you have peace? You know, do you struggle with drugs? And she, just, and she was open from that point, and I got to pray and lead her to the Lord and pray that she gets filled with the Holy Spirit. That led to us telling her, hey, we're going. I brought her over to meet you guys, and then you're like, oh, we already know her. Mm-hmm. So then we invited her to invite her boyfriend to the Kill the Noise event we were doing at the church at Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley yeah mm-hmm. that night and he ended up coming to that event that night and getting saved yeah. yeah and we prayed for him yeah okay so let's talk also about without saying names let's talk about what else happened at treasure uh, Valley with the the daughter and the the, the father
2: yeah so uh, we had a friend of ours who was up there who had came up to me that day and he said hey I haven't seen one of my daughters in like 10 years and she's going to come tonight you know there's just been some like issues her mom the mom's kind of crazy or Mm -hmm. whatever and so she came and she came with her friend and her friend was like 14 but she looked like she was 21 you know Mm -hmm. and we just like talked or whatever and we were like hey come to this event tonight so they came and these are like not church kids right like at all so they come to this youth group that's mixed with like super homeschool church kids and then you have like live and her boyfriend who's like coming off a myth and then you have these two girls and everything like i think it was like you know louisa had shared a little bit i shared a little bit and then ryan you shared a little bit and i feel like all of us really hit on everything that group was going through and as i was like i had like the group kind of closed their eyes at one point And I was like, if you're dealing with depression, raise your hands. And both of the girls raised their hands. If you're dealing with suicide, raise your hands. These girls raised their hands. Yep. And I just knew that they just were crying in the front. because I just knew God was touching them. And then, you know, we prayed and then Ryan, you came up and they and with specifically with this story, you know, we prayed for her. She had experienced some trauma and there was just all this pain. She said she was experiencing, but she gave her life to the Lord. And at that point, I was like, hey, dad, come over. You know, this was her dad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And her and her dad got to have a moment where she just was crying in his arms. And it was a healing moment Mm -hmm. because she feels so alone in her home right now or whatever. And it was just cool to see how God literally that day he saw her daughter. He saw his daughter for the first time in 10 years. And then the daughter came to the church, gave her heart to the Lord. And then God literally hit on every single thing she had been walking through. Mm -hmm. And it was just beautiful to see the hand of God. And she had just randomly hit him up on like Facebook or something a couple of days before. So how God orchestrated that whole thing really shows that he's in the details. And he cares so much about the kids, but also about reconciling relationships between kids and, you know, parents
1: too. That moment was powerful. And these, you know, for the listening audience, these are just a few of the stories and we're going to keep walking through the, the whole schedule here as we come back uh, from the break. But I mean, this is what God does. It, uh, it, going back to the very beginning, all we did is sit, step out by faith in an idea that God gave us, waited for confirmation. And then God just started telling the whole story. It was just a total, awesome, amazing move of God's spirit on this trip. Uh, we're going to be going to break in a minute, but I do want to plug uh we are still booking tours we're going to covid safe areas like we're going to states that are open um depends on where we're at we can do after school events or in school events it just all depends on what states how they're operating with the COVID vibes um also uh contact us uh, email us at the info at the or the or the com, and we can give you guys information of where we're booking right now i believe we're booking north dakota south dakota wyoming Idaho, Montana, and Utah. So any of those states that are open right now, we are down to come. Just email us. Also, you can go to the whosoevers.com. Uh, we have all the past radio shows there. We have our products. We have the movie that we just dropped. It's on the website, the Whosoever's Killed the Noise Tour. It's a radical revival video. If you want to see the book of Acts and the Gospels come alive in 2020, Go watch that video. And in a few months, you're going to be able to get to watch another film. It's going to be the Boise, Idaho Skate Park Tour video. It's going to be epic. So we will talk to you guys in two minutes after the break. More of The Ryan Reese Show. Coming up, post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook.
0: the ryan reese
1: show all right we are back in studio with christina bodrew did i say it right something like that dang it you're (laughs) indian man i can't do it i got sam and i got uh daniel in studio i've had actually both of them on the show before you could look up i've had you on several times um christina is an ambassador for the movement i had daniel out he's uh he's, he's one of the um Tour managers for the movement and Sam has been a volunteer and worked with the movement. So we're in here chopping it up about our uh, amazing uh, Boise, Idaho skate park tour. And right before the break, guys, we were talking about um, just going day by day. Now we're at Middleton. This is actually the third event. Um, Actually an incredible skate park. and They got a splash pad that I got to bring my daughters to. But something uh, unique happened at this trip, um, at this actual park. Um, After we went, we did the best trip contest. Um, we got up, Tom told his testimony, Tom Gillis, he's actually a pro snowboarder. He's had a lot of, uh, Guinness book of records, um, things that he's done in his life, but, um, he told his testimony. And then after I basically, uh, just, um, you know, told him a little bit of my story. And then I said, Hey, I know a lot of you guys have injuries because you skate. And we know that the gospel says, go out and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick. So I'm always, I always like to put myself out there. Um, to see if God wants to move, if God wants to heal some people of back aches and knees or you know stuff that's going on in their life. I mean, Jesus loves to heal people. He's done that all through the Bible. I mean, when you read through the Gospels and Acts, you just read about healing, 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 and demons coming out of people, right? It's like either healing or a demon coming out of a person. It's like, that's the Gospels. Go watch it. Go read it. Um, and basically, um, so I just stepped out by faith, and I went to pray for this girl, and she's like, no, nope, nothing happened. no. I don't believe in God. And all of a sudden I start talking to her and I realized she's like, I read this book of Satan. She's like, I do Ouija boards and she basically hears demon voices and she's basically like a Satanist. So that happened. But what happened during that process, I got to really, instead of walking away from her, I just started talking about what my belief system was in Jesus and that I'm not religious. And her boyfriend was there too. And after I got to share, all the walls came down because I got to just tell him like, Hey, listen, I don't I'm not into religion like you guys either, but I believe in Jesus and I believe in there's power in his name and the whole thing. And what happened from there after I got to share with him, then I, I told uh, the boyfriend, I said, hey, you know, um, can I pray for you? And I and I got to pray for him. And actually, he, he actually I looked down. And this would happen after his heart got open. I looked down. He had a brace on his ankle. So I just said, hey, can I pray for you? And I reached down and I touched his ankle and I prayed for him. And he got healed. Mm-hmm. And he, he ended up taking his brace off and he started doing full rotations with his ankle that he couldn't do before. And the pain started dissolving. He's like, what would wait, wait, you do? And I said, well, there's power in the name of Jesus. And his girlfriend was right there that, you know, loves Satan. So anyway, long story short, after that, um, that led to other things that happened, right? At yeah. that park? What else?
2: At the, the skate event or at yeah. home deal?
1: Um, Oh, well, we ended up going to Homedale after.
2: Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I really loved about Boise was that people in that neck of the woods Mm -hmm. in our country are pretty open. Like California, people could be very rude and standoffish, but people there were really open. But one thing that I really saw as we began to talk to people about the Lord was that there was almost like this wounding that they had where they were kind of standoffish when it came to religion. And as I was talking to them, a lot of them had walked out of some pretty intense cults, you know, like Up with more, yeah, with Mormonism. Yep. And I'm talking a lot of Mormons there. A lot of Mormons, mm-hmm. but also cults where there was like rape within their cults, where there was just like crazy stuff, right? So there's almost this like, uh, I don't, I don't really like that because I don't like all the rules. But us getting to tell them like, mm-hmm. Christianity is not about rules; it's about relationships. So as we go to Calvary Chapel Homedale, we're like having this outdoor event. And at the beginning, you know, I, I walked up to Tom and I was like, dude, I'm really sensing that God is wanting to break some people free tonight from this religious system that they've been a part of so they could be free to be in relationship with Him, you know? Because I really sensed a lot of the same thing that I had walked through last year uh, with some stuff like that. And so. Basically, you know, you know, Ryan gave the message. So many people came forward to give their hearts to the Lord. People were super open, and I, like, me and Tom are literally, like, Tom's like a 45-year-old grown man, like, snowboarder, like, awesome guy. He's, like, wrecked, dude, just crying. And I went up there, and I shared about John chapter 10, about how there had been some people there who had been wounded by church, mm-hmm. who had, had shepherds that maybe had, like, beat them before, you know, who had abused their power, but that God... God wants them to know that he's a shepherd who has found them and he's wanting to carry them back to the fold. And I shared with them a little bit about how I walked through something like that. But basically, you know, Tom shared. And then Ryan, you were like, if that's you come up, well, this is what happened.
1: Yeah. I'm behind you and Tom, yeah. as you guys are sharing. Yeah. I'm sitting on the speaker by the DJ. Yeah. I'm looking out. And as you're speaking, I just see like that black girl in the front wiping her face. Yeah. And then the girl next to her wiping her face. Then I look over to the side and more people wiping their face. Like it was like the Holy Spirit was just moving. Yeah. And people just started bawling and you were yeah. like, Hey, you know, if you want to come forward, you know, I wanna pray for you and but no one was moving, but everyone was wiping their face. So I got up off the speaker and walked up next to you guys from behind you and I just started pointing them out. I'm like, You you and it's like right when i just point at them it's like they just like they just jumped up immediately it's like they wanted to go do it so bad yeah but they just need that extra push and just by me just going just like you you pointing they were just running i was like picking them off like just one by one and that was like the second altar call yeah dude it was just like a ton of new kids and adults even were coming up at this moment too
2: yeah and what was so beautiful is that like we had so we like prayed and like I had led them just in a process of like you know just forgiving you know and just like a prayer of like forgiving and letting go and then I was like all the pastors and deacons elders whatever come and surround these people Mm -hmm. so they all laid hands on them and I was like now turn around and I was like these are pictures this is a picture of like good shepherds and good pastors but even Benny and our like and Hunter our like media guys were like dude we were like wrecked. Like everyone was crying and I, but it was something was happening that was so deep that I, I didn't fully understand. And afterwards I was talking to person after person who was like, I was raped in church or someone else was like, I came out of a cult where there was rape or I came out of this abusive environment. I came out of the Mormon church where I was like, you know, abused or whatever. And God pretty much erased that image that night of a broken, relationship with the father because of the religious systems they had walked out of. And it's like, they were finally free to be in true relationship with Christ, you know, and it was just so, um, it was awesome.
1: Well, I'll tell you this after that event, they ended up doing the fireworks show and the whole thing. But those kids, when we were just kind of hanging out there, they all came up and they were just sharing their like insecurities. Like, you know, I have, I have, I mean, I I have like a low confidence or this and that, and they are just, they, from their past, you know, and I, we were like encouraging them, you're beautiful. God loves you. You know and but they were like but they were like joyful like yeah they were like you know what like i don't know what happened when we prayed man i just felt this joy and god just the holy spirit basically the holy spirit poured out on that place yeah literally in that park park because we did a kill the noise event there in that park and the holy spirit just poured out and god moved so massively and what's awesome is the film that's coming uh our videographer actually edited or not edited films, everyone telling their testimonies of how God moved. And it was just powerful from there. Then we went back to the skate park tour again, and uh, we ended up going to a uh, star. Was there any cool stories from star star? Was that really cool skate park? Um, oh, Tom shared when that's when the guy in the Corvette pulled up from a corner and goes, Hey, what are you guys doing? And Tom's like, we're, we're, we're telling people about Jesus and you're helping kids that are depressed and suicidal. And the guy pulled out $40 and goes, well, here, I want to donate to the best trick contest. That was epic, which he ended up coming back and giving another $300 the next day. Mm-hmm. That was so rad. And he wasn't even a believer. He was just down for the cause. Um, what, what What happened? You
0: want to share some stuff? Well, that was the second time someone had donated towards the movement. You had another friend come up earlier in the week and just like, hey, I want to give more money to... Give to these kids and so we were able to give out just more contests more prizes get these kids even more hyped up yeah but um at star at the end i would we were like so as obviously the tour manager i'm like trying to get everyone like together to go to the next thing and i'm just like we we gotta go like yeah. come on jeres and he's like trying to do this epic trick over this huge bank and i'm just like kind of like anxious at this point like dude this guy's like he just keeps going he keeps going but i'm like all right like it's fine we, we some people are talking on the side And as he's going for, like, his last attempt, um, Tom walks by him because he's grabbing a Bible from the car, and he's like, hey, this girl just got saved. And then Jarrett's just, like, gets all hyped up. He's like, and he goes, and he lands the trick, and then everyone just crowds him, all the group of kids that were cheering him on. And he got to share his heart with those kids about, like, hey, this is why it took so long for me to grab this trick. We could have gone out of here, like, oh, yeah, we got to go to the next thing, right? But instead what happened was that the we were able to stay there long enough for you guys to actually talk to that girl and she ended up giving her life to the Lord. And that was why he explained to them like that happened, like there's no coincidences, you mm-hmm. know, of why it took so long. It was for that girl, he believed that girl to get saved is because of that whole timeline of what happened and he just poured his heart out. So yeah, you guys. If you
1: would, would have landed that trick, that opportunity, because that girl was actually standing right by me mm-hmm. and Louisa, which I'm going to talk about her in a minute, she was witnessing and talking to her. Yeah. She was right there on the bench next to me while I was talking to Mike Kessler and all those guys. And because he he was almost making that trick every time. like Inches, one inches. wheel. Yeah, one wheel. One wheel. Yeah. And finally, after all that long time, that allowed time for God to use Louisa to minister to that girl and lead her to the Lord. And once she got led to the Lord... He lands the trick and then he shared that testimony with all those other kids that didn't give their life to Jesus yeah. that were there still watching like probably ten of them. This is all gonna be in the film. And he started crying and he shared with them and they all gave their life to Jesus right on the spot. So that that moment mm-hmm. of not then landing the trick led to one girl giving to the Lord and then another like ten or twelve.
0: And what's crazy is that
1: Amazing.
0: during yeah. that time that he was they were trying to cheer him on. Um, During that time, he's like, hey, guys, pray for me. Jairus just said, hey, pray for me. Like, that'll land it. And then they're kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. And then some of the kids actually started grabbing each other's hands. And you could see them all just link up. There was probably 10, 15 kids on the side. They just all linked hands, and they just prayed. And Benny actually got that on film, so you'll see that in the movie. But they all prayed for him. And I think, like, a few tricks later, boom, he lands it. He actually overlands it. Really? That's, that's how much, like... I gotta see the footage. Yeah, you'll see so, it, but no. that's... And then you
1: it gotta happening. understand, too, dude, he was literally coming across the whole skate park, pushing, running, and, and then pushing across the whole skate park mm-hmm. in this huge, big, like, like a big, giant pyramid, but it's probably, like, 20 feet wide. Twenty feet wide. At least, yeah. At least. And he's clearing it from bank to bank. And that when you're doing that, your legs start giving out. They start shaking. You can't you can only do that so many times. Mm-hmm. So it starts getting progressively getting worse and worse on, on coming up. But he cleared it. Yeah. So that happened. Another Was that the day story? that we
2: did, we go uh bridge jumping after that.
1: We did bridge jumping, oh, yeah, oh, talk
2: about that. And then the uh, the baptisms, so, so okay, yeah. So, oh, what sorry. so you,
1: can, you guys can talk, you can talk about that. So, I want to just pull up like, the, the bridge part. Yeah. Basically, what happened is they go, Let's go bridge jumping. So, we go down there. And you know, in California, you can't just go jump off bridges. We get there, and kids are jumping off. People are jumping off the like not only the bridge, but like they're climbing the beams to the very oh, yeah. top of the bridge. Like, yeah. And they're doing flips off, and the whole thing. I'm like, dude, this is free America. I love this. Yeah. The whole team starts jumping off, doing their thing. Then we went down to go do a baptism.
2: Yeah, like I remember. I think it was like a couple weeks before the trip. Yeah. I remember just like, just like the image that came to mind was like. You know, Chuck Smith baptizing like all the hippies and uh, like Crystal Cove, right? And I just was like, Ryan, do they have a river in Boise, dude? Like, I feel like they're <laughs> gonna be baptizing some people in a river. You're like, yeah, man, there's like a river that goes through. And I was like, sick.
1: The Boise River. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then there's like two guys. Yeah. So you could tell the story yeah, of so, Yeah. So, yeah.
1: so um, I was on, um, which the show is on, it's on uh, Effect Radio. And I was, uh, actually I was on CSN radio as well. And I was talking with, uh, Mike Kessler and he's, he's the main owner of that whole station. And he was doing like a, a to every man and answer the Bible program. And we were talking on it and this kid, well, he's not a kid, he's, a, he's a, probably like my age. He calls in and he says, Hey Ryan, um, I got saved. I've been following the movement. I love what you guys are doing. We want to learn how to evangelize when you guys come to Idaho. And I said, well, just jump on the tour with us. Like just, we'll just, that's what Jesus did. He just called People and just showed him what it looks like, so I could just come and hang out, just watch watch it go down. And then he goes, "Hey, dude, I want to get me." And then my other friend that was a total atheist hated Christians, like made fun of Christians for years, like despised of them. He's like, he gave his life to Jesus, and they want to get baptized, and we want to get baptized. So basically, we're like, okay, man, let's baptize. So basically, what happens? We went down to the Boise River with everyone, and it just so happens Mike Kessler and his wife AJ from Effect Radio and the owner and the president of CSM Radio happened to be with us to go to the bridge that day and to go eat. So we now here we are, th- talking about the timing and like God and the details. Here we are going, and it's, it was cool for Nate and, and uh, Nick because they listened to Every Man Bible Answer. Uh, to Every Man Answer. I, can't, I always mess it up. They listened to that Mike Kessler, Kessler show every single day. So now here we are with all of us there. And we got to baptize him it's all my story on on, on uh, yeah. instagram and all my social platforms but it was it what was, was nate's sick.
2: friend's name again
1: nick okay so nick right i just want to tell him the story about the
2: whole dagger thing right oh yeah yeah, tell dude me. okay so <laughs> this is this guy right the only other time i had talked to his friend was when he came up to me at Rhodes, and he was like oh man we have a couple of friends you guys can come pray from and i was like cool the only time i talked to him right there's so many people on the tour that i was just like trying to figure out who was who so we like prayed for like each person before they got baptized and we were like praying. So like we prayed for Nick, like, you know, he gets baptized, whatever. And then his friend, no, we prayed for prayed Nate for Nate, and then Nick. Yeah. And then Nick. Right. And so we're praying for Nick and, as I was praying for Nick, like God just gave me a word for him and the, I just got a vision for him about like, I was like, dude, I just see a bunch of like old daggers and it's like how you tried to do things in your own strength and God's throwing them away and God's giving you a set of brand new knives and he's like, try to now you're going to do things in my own strength. Right? So he's like crying and I'm like, cool. Lord bless him. Right. He gets baptized as we're walking away. I think it was you, Daniel. You're like, Hey man, did you know that that guy makes like knives for a living? And I was daggers. Yeah. He makes daggers for a living. And I was like, No, dude. So this guy comes up to us the last day and he like makes you a knife and makes me a knife. Uh And I showed my parents and they're like, whoa, like be careful with that thing, you know. But I have it in my room because it's like such an example about how God like speaks to people in such specific ways. And at the time, we don't understand it, but like just how God's in the details of how he moves, you know? And so it was just yeah,
1: he's it was in awesome. the, he, he, it's, he's in the details, and that's all the stories of all these uh, people getting touched on this trip. It was all details. Yeah. It was all details, and it was so awesome because it was free. It was really cool, and I, I do want to plug this. Um, it was really awesome uh, being there because, like, when I, when I was first there, when I was speaking before you guys all arrived, I got to go speak up in Salmon, um, Idaho, and then um, oh my gosh, that story. Actually, I'm going to plug that story right now because I showed up there and I was looking for a Starbucks and the city's, the downtown's, um, the Knott's Berry farm ghost town's bigger than this downtown. So I pull up in this cafe. I'm like, Hey, is there like a coffee bar? And then she's like, you're looking at it, honey. So I walk in and I'm like, you guys got breakfast. She's like, yeah, fresh coffee. Yeah. So I'm eating. And then as I start talking to this girl, she was, wasn't open to religion because she came out of a lot of bad stuff, like a cult Mormonism. And at the end, I told her what I did was doing there, and I was speaking at Calvary Chapel, and I noticed that she had like this brace. And uh, she had carpal tunnel, she couldn't move her hand, and I prayed, I just said, can I pray for you? And she was open, I prayed for her, she gets healed, she starts bawling, she takes off her, she takes off her, uh, her wrist, her, her brace, she starts doing full rotations, moving it, she gets healed, and then she's like, will you? I go, hey, you need to give your life to Jesus. I lead her to, she's crying like weeping, crying in the restaurant. She's the only one there. The cook's looking out, going like, what's going on? And this girl's crying. I lead her to the Lord. I, I lead her in a, a prayer of repentance. And then I put my hands on her and I, f- I pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She gets filled with peace and joy and love and the Holy Ghost. And then she goes, will you pray for my son? He's bipolar and he's, he's schizo and he's dealing with drugs and all this stuff. So I got to pray for her. And then I got to plug her into the church at Calvary. From there, the next day, after I did two services, I went to Hedgewater's, And that's where I was in this little church and I spoke and that's where I met Louisa and her family. She's 15 years old and her family, they heard me speak and they're like, we love the whosoevers. And I'm like, you should come out on this trip with us and just be a part of it. She's like a young, she's young. And the next day she emails me or texts me and goes, hey, my parents said I could come out and they're going to pay for the whole trip for me to come out. And I'm going to come on the whole tour. And I'm like, perfect. We have a girl's house with Christina and Sam. You could just stay there. That's when I contacted you guys. And I said, thank God's going to do something with this girl. I feel like God's prompted me to bring this girl on tour. So plugged in with you guys. And that's where this girl, Luisa that we've been talking about, she came on. She's actually a ballerina, professional ballerina. But what God, her image was in this ballerina thing. But God totally wrecked her on this trip and showed her her identities, identities in Christ. And God did this cool thing with her on this trip so it was just really cool to see how God going back to the details God is in all the details and what's been awesome for me personally as like kind of the leader of the group is that I got to just my whole thing is I just like to call people like hey come on come on the tour and see what God wants to do with you and you guys been on trips with me you know how I operate I'm not lording over anyone I just look to see if who is open for God to move in their life and they're, they're like an empty vessel ready for God to move. And then I just put them in this situation and I like to see what God does and how iron sharpens iron Our people are around each other and you guys sharpen each other. And it was really also awesome for me to see, you know, to see Jerris speak on this trip and, and put Tom in, that was Tom's first trip. I put him in and, and obviously you're an ambassador You used to be Christina and you were speaking and we were all just kind of tag teaming and just flowing. It wasn't, it was just very, uh, Easy going, and God just, just moved. It's not about, uh, the movement's not about one person. Um, it's about whosoever it's called the whosoever's. <laughs> it's like the anybody's the whoever's the the everybody's whoever's available. You know, how, how would you, how would you like to guys to piggyback off, off that, what you've seen on the trip overall and how God was moving?
2: Yeah, Ryan, I think that was super cool that you said that. Cause I think that ever since like you guys invited me to be you know on board with the whosoevers it's always been like you being such an amazing coach to us where you're just like ready, set, go. And we're like, uh, okay. You know, <laughs> where you're just like, you next, like even in Mexico, you know, I remember being in Durango the first couple of days, just kind of getting like a thing. And on the way to the next school, you're like, okay, man, you're going. And I was just like, uh, uh, and it ended up being like the roughest school <laughs> like this, like really gnarly neighborhood, but just you just believing in us, you know, just like you seeing something and you believing in us. And I think that was so, um, it was just awesome, you know? And if like one event, like this person was speaking, it was just like everyone, would just do, everyone would just do what they needed to do. We'd be like, hey man, you need water, we'll get you a water. You're like, Mm -hmm. hey, like whatever people needed, like we just were the body of Christ and we just all worked together as a team. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why The Whosoever's is so awesome because it's just like, it's just like family, Mm -hmm. you know? And then when we were just like in the car, people would be like joking around, you know, we would be like late night ice cream, like Dutch brothers times five every day. Like it was just like, yeah, it was awesome. That's
1: and that's what I'm gonna let you speak into that too. But that's what I love about um, or the, the atmosphere I'm trying to present for the movement create for you guys is that when you look at Jesus and the model, the disciples, they were just all hanging out all the time. And it's not like this shouldn't be this uptight atmosphere. We should be free in Christ. Our identity is in Christ, but to move in the spirit and be who we are. I don't want Ryan Reese clones. You know what I mean? A lot of people want that. They want the clones of themselves. I don't want clones. I, I want you guys to do ministry the way my mentality is like, preach the gospel as much as you can. Reach as many people. Lay hands on the sick. Be men and women of the word of God. Like That's what I want you to be, but I want you to do it in your own way, the way God's created you and not clones. What would you like to say about that?
0: Yeah, well, I just love seeing how obviously you're bringing, always bringing different people on tour and giving them opportunities to just like see what it's like to be, you know, first-hand ministry and all that. And what I like, what I've seen is that like, it's like raising up leaders and raising up more people to go out, and that's what this show is all about, Mm -hmm. you know, um, discipling people of how to do, ministry or how to do ministry. It's more like just go like with the faith and everything like that and everything that we've learned being on these tours and mm-hmm. in stepping out in, you know, even Hunter learned, learned a lot about that too, about like, dude, that's what it's all about, just stepping out. And mm-hmm. that's what we've all been doing and trained to do and just learning by watching, you know, and that's what I love about these tours of just like, hey, you're next, like, you're gonna go even you told me that a Puebla, like, hey, you're gonna speak next or yep. like, it's like, oh, all right, and then you just go, because when, when you're so comfortable of like, all right, I'm, in, I'm just going to watch, it's like that's not stretching you. That's not giving you the opportunity to grow, and that's what I've learned in my own experiences on these tours. Like, I'm not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes, but um, it's all about being put in the place and the opportunity to grow, and that's what is very important for this next generation to learn about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations where you're gonna share with people, you're gonna you know, ask people if they need help, if they need something or whatever, and that's what something people saw in me, they're like, hey, I like how you're young and you're just out here, and I'm mm-hmm. over here in the back ends just making things work you know, from, from behind the scenes, but people will still come up to me and like, hey, I like how you're you know, young and you're just doing it, you're just mm-hmm. making things happen, and so that's still like from my perspective of how like, you know, this young generation can be encouraged of growing.
1: Well, when you look at Jesus and the disciples, we always, we always go back to the scriptures. We're, Bi- we're Bible people, right? Well, did Jesus call his disciples and put them in seminary and Bible school? These guys were just filthy fishermen. You know, uh, he just, hey, follow me. And they're like, okay, let's go. Well, he didn't never even told them where they were going, right? And that's the model with the whosoever's is the Jesus ministry. I'm going to end it with this. Here's a quote from Charles H. Spurgeon every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. Every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. Charles H. Spurgeon. Our mission is the Great Commission and we've been talking about this forever. Guys, thank you for, for being on the show. listeners, go to the We got awesome products. We make it all, socks hats, t-shirts. that's how one way to support the movement. You could do a, a donations, a monthly giving from five bucks and up. Um, you know, it's all about the widow's might. It doesn't matter. It's the heart issue. And that actually helps us to further our mission. And our mission is, it's the Great Commission. Uh, website has all the past radio shows. The movie, the movie, The Whosoever's Kill the Noise, uh, Great Commission. It's a radical revival video of us going to Mexico doing like 36 events in 12 days it is nuts but you will see the gospel preached you will see people get healed you're gonna see people get saved you're gonna see some skateboarding you're gonna see these inside van atmospheres that uh is talking about you're gonna see everyone just partying uh living it up for jesus and it's all there at the whosoevers.com get there we love you guys and we will be talking to you guys on the show next week.
3: This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more
1: about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday for The Ryan Reese Show.